Welcome to the 41st edition of Make Pro Wrestling Majestic again. I am now the former Majestic Champion of the World Tiger, well, right? Well, hold on. Are you really the former Majestic Champion of the World? Because we just finished the pay-per-view and we've tied. Now, were you one of the people that tied? We're going to have to double check on that. I okay. don't think I am, but if I am, then we're good. Right, so then so, you are still the champion, right. perhaps. Perhaps. I so, know that there was a tie tonight. Right. So, let's talk about the Royal Rumble. Um, yes. Just in general, once again, Royal Rumble always crushes it every single yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, some years are better than others, but this was a pretty good one. But for some weird reason, when they do like a big stadium show, they don't go all out with the entrances. No. Like, it's so weird. Not unless it's WrestleMania. Yeah, it's so weird. I don't like it. It's like, man, the entrances and arena shows are bigger. It's yeah. so bizarre. Well, they look bigger because of the way the cameras work. I but guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, ooh, wrong one. Come on, Tiger Hey, Let's focus today. So, let's talk about our first match for the Universal Champion. I was surprised about this, actually. Yeah. Uh, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins. And... It was pretty good. This was an awesome match. I thought story-based mm -hmm. was just... This was an excellent story going into it. Yep. Um, but here's the problem, though. At the end of the show, who's facing Reigns? Because Rollins... Rollins came out with the shield stuff, like full regalia, right. entrance, and everything, and they told a great story in the ring. But the ending, where Rollins did not technically submit... They're going to continue this rivalry. That's just the way it's going to be. So do you think it's going to be ending at Elimination Chamber? Do you yes. think it's going to be ending it's, it's at gonna, It's going to end at Elimination Chamber. You think so? Yep. I don't know. Did they, need, did they need a marquee match for Saudi. I guess... Do I mean would this be really a marquee match for Saudi? I would say that Reigns Lesnar would be more of a marquee match. Oh no, for... they've already they've already had their chance with that one. Yeah, they well they did, but obviously um, mitigating factors be damned. I guess right. right? <laughs> well, they already had it. So why yeah. why do they why do they why do they want to jerk off inside of the Reigns Lesnar playbook again? It doesn't make sense. Yeah, that's exactly my point. They're going to wait for Mania. For Anyway, so um, Rollins got his hand onto the ropes with into the guillotine, mm -hmm. and it was a count out. Oh, that was a weird. It wasn't a count out. They uh, the disqualification. Referee, yes, it was a disqualification. He counted. He counted the five count, and, and that then was disqualified. disqualification. Yep. Right. Um, afterwards, Reigns attacked uh, attacked um, uh, Rollins with the chair. Yep. More than a few times, and it obviously, was... obviously, his whole. Mind game trope is playing very well into the storyline. And everyone is just playing their part so oh, yes. great. I mean, man, it was like you felt that euphoria that Reigns had. Right. But also, you could tell that he was pissed off when Rollins came out to the Shield stuff and that mind game thing really played. Yeah. Um, this was such a great match. I loved this match. And it was something different, and I really enjoyed that. Okay, we got to talk about it. The women's Royal Rumble match. I'm going to tell you this in order. Sasha Banks, who is dressed as what's-her-face in... Sailor Moon. Sailor Moon. Is, it, is her name Sailor Moon? I was think so. Show? Okay, Not sure. anyway. Melina, um, which I was actually surprised about. That was really cool. Mm -hmm. Tamina, Kelly Kelly, Aaliyah, Liv Morgan, Queen Zelina, Bianca Belair, Dana Brooke, Michelle McCool, Sonia Deville, Natalia, Cameron... Naomi, Carmella, Rhea Ripley, Charlotte Flair, Ivory, Brie Bella, Mickey James. That was fucking awesome. Yes, Mickey James came out with the, uh, hardcore. With the hardcore country, and she was announced as the Impact Women's Champion. And the P and people lost their 
damn right. mind. It was kind of cool, actually. It was a moment. And they said that was the Impact Women's Champion on the marquee, but I was being really nitpicky I about think, it. I think it's just, you know, it's, it's just one of those typical things where they probably just made a mistake. It, it, was, right. it wasn't meant maliciously. It's just normally they don't call their women knockout. Right. <laughs> Knockouts. But full championship <laughs> yeah. on display. It was a cool moment. Yeah, it was. Um, where am I? Alicia Fox. Nikki A.S.H., Summer Rae, Nikki Bella, Sarah Logan, Lita, Mighty Molly, Ronda Rousey, Shotzi, Shotzi, and Shayna Baszler. Um, every single part of I this think, match. I think, I think that Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler should have been switched as far as the order goes. I think Otherwise, so I did like the order. Yeah, I think they should have been switched too. Um, this was by far the best women's Royal Rumble match. Oh, yeah. By a mile. Yeah, We've so had, far, yes. I mean, it was so – I mean, everything was just constructed right. perfectly. If there, if there was something I could change, and unfortunately because of injuries – you know they couldn't have that, but I would have I would have exchanged a couple of those legends for um, for Bailey and for Oscar because they're going to be off of injury list soon. So right. If it I, was if it was just a little bit further along, right? Um, but, I thought I thought there were some really good interactions yeah. for a couple of different people. I liked the um, continuation with the Sonya Deville thing where she was kind of waiting. It's like who's this? So if I attack this person, this friend who was um, Cameron. Mm-hmm. Would that piss off Sonya? Well, I'm going to assume. Or Naomi. Or Naomi runs in there, attacks her, throws Cameron out. Naomi comes out next. I love that because I thought that interaction was really interesting. Um, Nikki A.S.H. attacking Mighty Molly and just yep. destroying her was really good. Yeah. Um, the moment with Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler's stare down was really good. Yeah. Um, just in uh, the final two were Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey. Yeah, of course, it was, two people that we chose. Right. It was just such an excellent match. Yeah. Everything about this was just so good. And, yep. by and, the, and and the rumor mill has it that Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair are going to be facing each other at Mania for the women's title. So that will be interesting to see. I, no. I, well, we'll talk about that later because oh. I have I have some ideas when we make this shit majestic again. I'm just that, going off of what the actual plans are. Yeah, I know what you're going to, but we're going to make this better because I know how to write this shit with my, you know, with 12 drinks inside of me with one injected into my bloodstream. Okay. okay. So, uh, moving on. So our next match was for the Raw Women's Champion, which was interesting because usually they like to separate out the women's matches a little bit more. Yeah, they kind of they kind of clumped them in a little bit. Yeah. Um, Becky Lynch defending against Dewdrop. This match, okay. So unfortunately, the crowd was pretty dead after that super excellent Royal yeah. Rumble match. But this match had no right to be as good as it was. No. This was an Excellent. It match. was. This should have been. This should have been a penultimate main event. I think so too. They should have switched this one with the uh, mixed tag team match. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That probably would have been a lot better than what they did with this. Yeah. Um. You know, taking nothing away from either one of them, but this was just. It was a good match. It, it exceeded my expectations. Yeah, absolutely. By a mile. Yep. And it was a second rope manhandle for Becky Lynch to retain the championship. We knew it was going to happen, but I still feel like Dewdrop felt like a monster. Yeah. And that was just, mm. That was good. When, was WWE, when WWE hits it, they hit it. Right. Like square in between the eyes sort of good stuff. Yeah. So I was so happy about this because they deserve that kind oh, yeah, of absolutely. really good match. Yep. All right, a dream match. 20 years in the making for the for, w- for a dream match, I was kind of disappointed it wasn't 
Really? You, well, you, it was kind of a Haas. It was a Haas and all Haas matches. It really was, but it, it was. It, it, that's what it was going to be. Oh, I know. I, I wanted. What what I didn't like was. I wanted. That, I wanted more of a spotlight on this match. I did too. I feel. I feel like this match got lost in the general. It shuffle. It got lost in the shuffle. And I feel like that's not what you want in a match like right. this. Um, once again, they booked themselves into a corner. I think if this was maybe more of that Mania match that we really wanted, it would have been different. Well, because they didn't even finish the match clean. The, the problem is is that this is where the Royal Rumble kind of gets faulty, is that people watch the Royal Rumble not for the other matches. They watch it for the actual Rumbles. Right. They watch it for the Rumble. So this is the, your opportunity to maybe do a tie loose end sort of thing. Right. This would have been better with Brock Lesnar Big E to tie off that end. Right. Instead of Bobby Lashley. Wait for Bobby Lashley for a place where it will be the marquee like, match. Like Mania. Right. Mania or even Elimination Chamber if you want to be that person. Well, yeah. Elimination Chamber. The only reason Elimination Chamber feels any special this year is because it's in fucking Saudi Arabia. I know, but this because but they would have promoted that this match as the marquee. Oh, of course. Yeah, even at a place like the Royal, or not the Royal Rumble, but at Elimination Chamber, oh, yeah. despite the Elimination Chamber supposed to be the marquee, the Royal Rumble takes precedent over all of that. Right. And it just got lost. It, it was it was a fun Haas match. I enjoyed it. The, the only, like I said, the only thing I didn't enjoy about it was Roman Reigns interference. But I understand why they did. Right. It just, it, it, it felt lost. It, it was not like the spotlight of the night. Right. Paul Heyman betrayed Brock Lesnar, giving the belt to Reigns, hitting him over the head, and then Bobby Lashley going over there to pin Lesnar. Mm -hmm. And that was it. Bobby Lashley is the new WWE champion going into Mania. What the plan is at this point i don't know i don't know it either because once again they're booking themselves into a weird situation they which are. we'll talk about when we make this majestic again yeah but I, think, I have i have ideas as to what they're doing i just i'm not sure if i'm gonna like it right i'm kind of in the same boat with you yeah. on that one so we kind of had a breakdown a little bit about this match but it was Edge and Beth Phoenix taking on The Miz and Maurice. Like I said, I felt like this match should have been that sleeper match because it was it was the most poorly executed match of the night. And it was a match that not a lot of people were going to go out of their way this, to This buy. was more, well, yeah, this was more of the, like, celebrity it couple sort of, like, let's highlight some celebrity this, shit. Yeah, I feel like the switch would have been a lot better executed, but... At the same time, I thought the story within the match itself was pretty good. I liked it. It was a fun little match. Uh -huh. You know, um, Maurice has greatly improved, I think. Beth Phoenix still has it. I know, but I don't like Maurice. She's not very good in general in the ring. And Beth Phoenix, she's she's definitely past her prime. Let's put it that way. You think so? Yeah. I thought I thought she did pretty good for what she did. Um, I thought the Miz's interaction with Beth Phoenix was pretty good. I really liked it was, that. That's what it was more about, though. It was more about the interaction between the characters in this and not necessarily the and actual That's, that's why this should have been after yeah, the Women's that's why Rumble. Been the, that's why this should have been the I have, I have another idea about the fucking Men's and Women's Rumble, but we'll talk about that when we make this majestic again. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it was a double glam slam for the Grit couple to win. It was obvious um, yeah. of all the matches in here. 
despite this being a fine match within of its own right. It wasn't like a bad match. No, but it was it was definitely it was, the it worst was, it match was, of the night. It was the weakest match yep. out of such a exactly awesome show yeah like they should not feel bad about that because there has to be a bottom there, there does has there be. has to be but it's not like it was a bad match right this this definitely is not going to be on the worst match of the year contender by any means anyways let's move on yep all right men's royal rumble match let's break it down so the first in order AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura, Austin Theory, Robert Roode, Ridge Holland, Montez. Oh, oh, oh! Before we move on, so um, with uh, with Robert Roode and AJ Styles, oh, yeah, there was a TNA chance. Huge, like it was noticeably loud. <laughs> um, that was a really cool interaction. Uh, Damian Priest, Sami Zayn, Johnny Knoxville, Angelo Dawkins, Omas, Ricochet, Chad Gable, Dominic Mysterio. Happy Corbin, Dolph Ziggler, Sheamus, Rick Boogs, Madcap Moss, Riddle, Drew McIntyre, yep. Kevin Owens, Rey Mysterio, Kofi Kingston. Oh, and Kofi Kingston tried. He he tried to do his little thing. Um, he, tried to, he tried to do another moment, but the problem was is that the expectation was he was on the ramp. Kevin Owens pushed him, but Kingston, like, so this is the ring, and down here is, like, the barricade. Kingston leaped like 12 yeah. feet in the air, and he d undershot it. Yeah, so, he did. Uh, so both of his feet just they, 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 Yeah, they graced the floor. Both of his feet graced the floor, and he tried to hang on. But you can tell that they were trying to do what they do with with, uh, Kofi, Kingston. with Kofi Kingston every but he, year, but, he but leaped, it did he not. Leaped, he leaped way too high, and as soon as that happened, and, can, and once again, the undershot, he hit the ch his chest and yep. his arms on there, but all of that back weight just zhoosh. Yep. And it was obvious. There was no getting around him hitting the floor. No. Like, it they, was obvious. Both, both of his feet hit the floor. So, unfortunately, Kofi Kingston was the shortest amount in the Rumble this year yep. because of that. Um, there's a point in time when you can only do so much, and when right. you start leaping that high, Gravity does its own thing. Right. You're not in control. Now, there are other times when you go like this. Right. And you have you have you have more control over where your body is than doing this because then at that point, right. this is where gravity right. is in control. Anyways, let's let's move on. With We're here, space on right. your let's, own let's, let's, let's move on with the the uh, the participants of the yes. match. Um, Otis, Big E, Bad Bunny. Shane McMahon, Randy Orton, and Brock Lesnar. So, um, this was the weakest out of the two Rumbles yep. by a country mile. Yep. I feel like this one was a little too cookie cutter for me, mm -hmm. um, given the expectation of the women's Rumble. And as soon as Brock Lesnar came out, I knew he was going to win. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty much a given at that point that Brock Lesnar was going to win this Rumble. Right. Um. It's, it was. I was. I was disappointed that they took a spot from someone else and gave it to Shane McMahon. Um, I was not disappointed in Bad Bunny because he's, he's actually a decent competitor. He knows, he, knows, he knows how this works. 
So um, Johnny that. Knoxville, I had an expectation it was going to be bad. I was not. I thought I thought it was kind of fun that Sami Zayn finally got his comeuppance and actually eliminated yeah, him. Yeah, this is whatever. But know. the thing is that Johnny Knoxville actually took like a couple of bumps and he actually did some fairly okay working punches given his um, inexperience. It's it's always one of those weird things. So they have a heel that wins the rumble. And it's just like... Well, is Brock Lesnar really a heel? He's whatever he wants to be. But no one wants to see Brock Lesnar when he did not need to win the Rumble. I'm sorry, but... I mean, Well, number one, this totally should have been switched. Oh, absolutely. And that probably would have kept Lesnar out of the match itself, and that's why they didn't want to do that. But it's like, you already had Reigns attack Lesnar, and nobody has the WWE champion. What's the WWE gonna champion going to do? Who's going to face him? I, I have my theories as to what's going to happen. We'll talk about that when we make that shit majestic again. Yep. Um, the, I've seen better rumbles. I have. Uh, the women's rumble should have been the main event because yep. the person who won, mm -hmm. the stories that went into it were better, and I think it led to a much clearer path. Yeah. On what's happening at Mania. Um, obviously, Pina Gallery and I have a difference, but we'll talk about that when we make this shim adjustment. I didn't again. say it was a difference. I just said I'm going based off of what I hear from the WWE. Yeah, but I'm going to tell you what makes sense. So, um, Pina Gallery, what are we talking about for. So, when we come back, uh, Pina Gallery is going to be talking about something. Yeah, so I'm going to talk about the styles and promotions associated with those styles of the professional wrestling industry. Okay. All right, Pina Gallery, take it away. All right, so I wanted to kind of do this topic for a while now, but I did want to um, mention um, that there are a variety of different styles and 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 I guess you want to call it um, origins of what we know today as professional wrestling. Um, professional wrestling originally started as an extension of catch wrestling, which is more of that grappling um, style that you see in that Greco-Roman day and age. It's actually something that was very much akin to what we know as, as, um, as British strong style or, um, or bruiser weight sort of wrestling, um, where the emphasis is not necessarily on the strikes, but it's on kind of the grapples and the, the, the transitions between, uh, between the, the grappling position and the map positions. Um, it was who was the strongest, right. and actually uh, Toots Mont was the one who popularized what we know as wrestling now, right. which he called it like some ridiculous right. thing back in but, the but, 30s. But what, but what I want to go over in this is kind of the cultural expansion and the evolution of what professional wrestling is. So like I said, we're going to start at its origin point here with what we know today as catch wrestling that was professional wrestling way back in the day the 20s the 30s all the way up at you know even even into like the 60s and 70s that was still the predominant right. style of what we know as professional wrestling so in the territories for example this was very popular um, and the reason for it is because it's it's seen as the safest the the best one that can be used to to script so to say, endings of matches. So, uh, like I said, 
Um, a lot of what we know today as professional wrestling kind of is, is, is an extension off of what we know as catch wrestling. Right. Um, with that, there are a couple of other styles that did originate um, somewhat independently, but over time, a lot of these styles uh, kind of came together. Right. So what I'm going to go through is that in, in this day and age, there are four major types of professional wrestling. So we talked about catch wrestling, which is a wrestling style that's still popular in areas where maybe the professional wrestling scene itself is not as developed, say, European wrestling promotions, where it's not as, um, it, it's not as developed, uh, um, say, in North America, for example, where it's a little more developed, or Mexico, where it's more developed, or Japan, where it's more developed. Um, in developing countries, a style of catch wrestling is also very popular, and we'll talk a little bit about some of those offshoots of what catch wrestling has become today besides just your typical uh your catch wrestling evolution into a more modern form of of grappling and and mat work right Right. another popular style that originated and there is a lot that can be said about um lucha libre style whether that is a, a totally different style of wrestling altogether or if it took some inspiration from catch wrestling but adapted more towards a, an audience where they are looking at the lore. And I did talk about the lore in, in sorts of Lucha Libre in a past episode, but um, I, I kind of want to get an idea of like, you know, is this kind of catch wrestling with the Lucha style because of the culture, or is this a totally independent style of wrestling? So what? So- in, in my defense, I think it's a totally... I think that there was some inspiration because catch wrestling was kind of a global phenomena, um, you know, kind of because of the Greco-Roman. But I think that with the Lucha Libre, they wanted to incorporate a lot of the cultural heritage and traditions of, of, of family dynasties and that sort of thing. Well, you see, the, the difference with Lucha Libre, and I think it's kind of important to realize because you're right – a lot of the masks and stuff were representations of certain gods, heroes, and whatever. But the reason that the style is so different from everywhere else is because they incorporated traditional performances from battles into it. But that's what derived from the the lucha libre right. style. So so there's a lot that can be said about whether or not this is a a totally separate tradition that started or if there was some influence from catch wrestling. But in my opinion, I think that there's enough differences to where uh, it it might have started out as something that was kind of independent of it, but it was it was eventually incorporated into the broader view spectrum of right. wrestling. Right. right. So, with Lucha Libre style, the emphasis is more on the spots, the, the action, the, the highlights, so, so the, to the speak. Char- the characters. The characters, um, you know. And, and like I said, uh, a, lot of, a lot of the flips and dives and stuff like that, that is where the Lucha Libre kind of got its start. So, as opposed to the grappling where, uh, you know, you kind of get that, that, that blue collar route – with with the Mexican tradition, you're going more towards the the pageantry, the battles, like you said before. Right. You're you're going you're going to more of a mm-hmm. mythos right. than it is with um, who is better because 
I mean, like, with their days of, like, El Santo and the original Blue Demon, um, it was actually very much scripted, so they were sort of ahead of their time because they wrestled at the same time as Toots. Right. So um, that's kind of what happened there. Right. Uh, the third style that is is popular throughout the world is, is Pro Resu, which is the the Japanese version. This, this one is weird because it incorporates MMA styles yes. into it. And, and Antonio we'll, Inoki right. and we'll, loved we'll, MMA. Yeah, and we'll talk about that too. So with Pro Resu, which is the predominant style in Japanese wrestling today, which some people might call strong style, a lot more emphasis is placed on the striking capabilities, which is where we see it in New Japan today. And what makes this a little more distinct from uh, a, a, a um, catch wrestling or a, a high-flying Lucha Libre style is, in my opinion, it's, it's an extension of the sumo tradition. Yep. Where the sumo tradition had a lot of, and, and we can go way back with what sumo wrestling is, but a lot of that emphasis was placed on the strikes, those maneuvers, because you have to think about what, what was the, the, the goal of a sumo was to make sure that the opponent goes outside of the, the you see, prescribed here, Here's the thing about, Jap- here's the thing about Japanese wrestling. It's not if you can throw the strongest strikes. It's how much you can take as exactly. well. So that's why like Katsuri Shibata would sit there and have people kick him in the back because it showed that sign of respect. And with sumo... It's very much in that same way. Peanut Gallery's never seen a sumo competition oh, I've live. Seen sumo com- well, I haven't seen it live, but I have I've, seen I've seen, I've, I've seen it live, and a lot of it is um, when I was around them, because I was there fucking, it, felt, it feels like eons ago, but I was with a translator and a friend of mine out there, and he said that they were talking about uh, this person can take the most punishment. Right. So it's, it's, it's a combination of strikes and endurance. Yeah, it's, it's is, an endurance based. Which I think is why New Japan is very well known for its long matches because it's about that endurance as well as about putting the punishment there. But what makes it, like I said, what makes it distinct is that it's not all about the grappling aspects of it. It's really about the strike and endurance of it. And that's the third style of professional wrestling that we see today. The fourth style is shoot fighting. Right. Right. And shoot fighting, most people will associate shoot fighting with mixed martial arts. But mixed martial arts is an offshoot of what wrestling was. Wrestling, professional wrestling, is an offshoot of what boxing was. So it's kind of going full circle. Right. Where the emphasis is on strikes, is on making sure that the opponent cannot get back up after the strikes are delivered. Now, you see, the great thing about MMA is that it takes different forms. So you can go in there as... A traditional, traditional wrestler, wrestler right. like with Brock Lesnar, who had that NCAA background, mm-hmm. or you could be a professional wrestler like a Tank Abbott, but he also had, but you also have like bare knuckle boxing, right? And you have um, the Muay Thai's, and you have a, a bunch of different styles, co- like like smashed together right. into MMA. That's right. what it is, right? So, you know, with with that being said. Most professional wrestling promotions today will emphasize one of those four styles. Catch wrestling, lucha libre, pura resu, 
or or um shoot, or shoot fighting. Right. right. They will take one of those four, and it's it's not they're not little boxes, but they are they are you know a lot of them do take one of those forms as their predominant style and their their methodology. Now let me talk about a couple of other forms of professional or of wrestling in general, not even professional wrestling, but there are roots of that within professional wrestling, and I think the the most obvious one is freestyle, which is what most um, high school, college, athletic. athletic not in mind, no, that's, 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 that's not, not right. right. It's, it's usually Greco-Roman. So, so again, a lot of them do have freestyle wrestling as part of their lineup. The independent leagues would have more of a freestyle, but there's usually very stringent rules when it comes to um, even amateur wrestling. And, and that's not freeform, that's Greco-Roman. Right, and you didn't, you didn't let me finish. Freestyle wrestling is a, a sort of mixture between catch wrestling and not necessarily surface striking or, or even but but yeah there's there's a greco-roman but with freestyle wrestling and like i said a lot of college programs and high school programs might have these as offerings there are two different styles of wrestling within the amateur circuit yes. there's there's the there's catch wrestling well, well it's, it's not, not catch wrestling, wrestling. But, it's greco-roman but it's again it is it is a style of catch wrestling. I'm I'm trying to put it into a full box, okay. you know, into one of those four boxes. Catch wrestling is Greco-Roman with that sort of mentality in there. Does does that make sense? So so Greco-Roman evolved into what is catch wrestling because catch wrestling is the is the most amateurish form of professional wrestling. Now Greco-Roman wrestling is not professional wrestling. Right. right, but there are professional wrestlers that do use Greco-Roman, which is what is called catch wrestling. Right, right. Like, like Chad Gables, right. and Otis, who have that background, or Brock so, Lesnar, right. Kurt Angle. So, so if you want the most similar style of professional wrestling to, or the most similar style of high school wrestling to professional wrestling, catch wrestling is one of those styles. It's also known as stretch wrestling. Right, or there is freestyle, which. I don't think it's as common in high schools as it might be in colleges, but especially at the, the amateur level and in like the Olympics, there's freestyle wrestling. Yes, yes there, there is. is. But freestyle wrestling is a little bit different than the catch wrestling is. There's different rules, and, and that's primarily where it comes in. There are different rules around freestyle wrestling that are not in Greco-Roman wrestling. Right. right. That are not in the catch wrestling, in, in, in that there are more moves that are able to be utilized and that sort of thing. Um, another... Maybe lesser style uh, or, or a style of wrestling that is not so much seen in the professional field that we know of today is folk wrestling. And folk wrestling is most similar to what you might know as wrestling, the southern style of wrestling. And folk wrestling is very popular where, um, you know, again, it's, it's, it's primarily a more rural setting. A more rural sort of, of of area where where maybe there isn't an established ring, where maybe there is. It's it's, it's more it's more like like street fighting, it, well, but not. But it's not fighting. It's it's it. There's the striking is not there, but it is. It's kind of a who's the strongest 
guy. So it might be more akin to a territory style of wrestling. Okay. Where where you go around and you're like... More, more, more like a carny day right. sort of wrestling. Exactly. And that is where wrestling comes from is more of that carny stuff. Right, like, like, like step, step right up. up uh, anybody can right. face the... Defending champion for, you know, 15 cents right. or whatever. Exactly, that sort of thing. Okay. And, and, and folk wrestling did evolve into that Southern-style wrestling, which is what was missing in the WWE sphere back when they bought out WCW because WCW still did a lot of that wrestling. Right. right. You know, where where there is, like, the who's the strongest who's step most right up. Skilled. Exactly. That's, That's why, you know, Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes were there because obviously they had the charisma to back it up, but also they were very technically good. Right. And where it maybe wasn't as script-y because, once again, that whole script E thing came from Tutamont, who worked for the right. W or for Capital Wrestling. Right. And then the last one I want to talk about is surface striking, which is a mixture of of catch wrestling and and the the shoot fighting, where they do go they, they do the the low to the ground sort of style that you see in the collegiate field, but there's more striking allowed. So it's kind of a mixture between It's the like two. it's it's basically um Purturasu or whatever it is. Uh Puresu. Puresu light. Yeah, pretty much. It's like, oh, you know, you it's, get, it's about the endurance. You, 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 you get some good hard kicks, but at the same time it's not like I'm going to beat you but up. But there's there's an established set of rules that is similar to what catch wrestling is where right. where you know, you have to know how to win the match. Sort right. of thing. Um, so the reason I bring all this up is so, again, there are four different major styles of wrestling. Most wrestling promotions fall into one of those four styles. And then you got three others that are not as prevalent, but you kind of see where a lot of wrestlers within individual wrestling promotions might have some of those styles as part of their repertoire. Right. And regardless of what wrestling promotion you're in, every single wrestler is going to incorporate these styles. So it's, it's, very, it's very similar to mixed martial arts where you have different disciplines of like, okay, well, this person specializes in Muay Thai. This person specializes in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Um, so every wrestler comes to the playing field with a different style of wrestling that they incorporate into their, their skill set. Professional wrestling is very similar to MMA in that aspect, yeah. but where there is a cooperative effort with exactly. wrestling. And, that's, and I think there's something that is always missing with MMA that professional wrestling has is that pageantry, right. that character. That's why, you know, your Ronda Rousey's and Conor McGregor's stand out because they're just not a fighter. Right. They're a character. But, you know, before, before we get to the end here, I do want to kind of pose this question, not only to you, but to the audience, is there are a lot of theories out there that modern-day professional wrestling, something like WWE, even AEW to an extent, Impact Wrestling, Mm -hmm. they incorporate another style of wrestling. And people might call it the, the entertainment style. People might call it the sports entertainment style. Um, but when there when there are TV cameras involved, mm-hmm. the wrestlers kind of evolve a very particular set of skills in order to match what is happening on television. Yeah. And so the question I want to pose is: Is this style of wrestling, the WWE style, the entertainment style, is this a is this a fifth form of professional wrestling? Yes. 
I think that if you go from the indies and you go to something that does have a camera, there's a way that you have to perform that meets that because it may not be as you have to be a little bit flashier. It has to be a little more open to where not only the audience can physically see, but the camera at home can. Right. There's a way that you cut promos. There's a way well, that you present yourself as a character. I'm not talking about the character. I'm talking about the actual wrestling inside the ring. Well, I, I think does, a, I, does I think that's... I think character I think character work is a big part of that because right. if you're if you're a heel, you have to do heel tactics, right. which is part of your character. But I'm talking like for example. When we go into when when the when the WWE match starts, do you notice how the wrestlers they will rotate in a clockwise or yeah, counterclockwise way? Yeah, because you you get a more performance based attitude when you are on camera. But there does is that, a, there is a difference? But does that constitute, in your opinion, a different style of professional wrestling? Yes. Okay. I believe that because I've been to not only Impact Wrestling or WWE live shows, and I've also been on television, they wrestle very differently. There's a much different feel to when it's just a live show when there's not a camera there doing it live for an audience comparison to one that is. Right. And I think even within something like uh, like a pay-per-view or a regular show, there is even more of a difference mm-hmm. from that perspective. Okay. So I think there is a style of professional wrestling that some people do cater to in one way or another. But when it comes to television, there is another, you know, do you want to call it an entirely different style or do you I, want to call it an ado- I, or an adaptation of other styles? I believe it is a totally different style. Interesting. And because I I've seen wrestlers who were on television for years and years cannot adequately go back to a different style because they have a certain style where they get lost and vice versa. I've seen, you know, those indie wrestlers try to translate what they did on the circuit that made them so successful right. to a platform like Impact to a platform like WWE that have cameras and it just doesn't work. Okay. It's hard to say what it is. And I think some people do it better than others, Yeah, but I think there is a style change. A, a perfect example is what you have here. Look at Brian Danielson. Yeah. Look at the difference on how he wrestled in 2004, 2005, um, you know, on the indie circuit, even though Ring of Honor had a television screen, it was more so about the pure wrestling. Right. Where then he went to WWE and AEW, it's a lot flashier. It's a lot more about his physical body presence, how he's maneuvering, what he's doing. So that I, I think there is a difference there, and I think you have to look at okay. Um, the kicks and the dives look a lot better on television than a stretch right. or a certain maneuver. He has a little more freedom with AEW, but I still feel like that understanding is there. Right. Okay, cool. Well, let us let me know what you think in the comments, audience. And um, you know, I kinda wanna I kinda wanna keep this conversation going because I think it's an interesting question to pose. And I think it's something that we should um I think it's something we should definitely incorporate, you know, into into kind of like when you're watching a wrestling match, I think that you should watch out for those little cues and say, oh, this this style is here, that style is there, and 
and kind of kind of you know see if you can spot those differences. Right. So, anyways, that's all I got. All right, perfect. So when we come back, I'm going to talk about the lesser known facts about the Royal Rumble, not just the match, but the pay per view.
right. So, uh, for the Royal Rumble wrestling lesson, we all know about the general effects like how many ways, who made the paper, who made the match itself, and, you know, the amount of winners. But there are, I think there are a couple of other facts that are harder to maybe find nor people care about. And one of them that I really want to talk about um, at first is for decades, because this uh, pay-per-view started in 1988. It's a very old pay-per-view. Mm -hmm. And for decades... No city has hosted the Royal Rumble more than once up until 2007. So the first year was the 1997 Royal Rumble that happened in San Antonio, and it took until 2007 to repeat uh, the same city. And I think Philadelphia and uh, New, Ar uh, New Orleans are the other two cities. But other than that, they've all been hosted in different places. Interesting. Um, and that one was really cool. But the 2015 and 2004 event also made history. There's, I don't know why my ice does that. So the 2004 one was in the Wachovia Center. But... The 2015 one was in the Wells Fargo Center. Mm -hmm. It's the same physical building, different name. Mm -hmm. So I thought that one was kind of interesting. And that is the only time that is something like that has ever happened. To, to uh, the Royal Rumble. To, to the Royal Rumble. These are both Royal Rumble things. And it was like, oh, that's kind of neat. So let's talk about Sheamus. Because Sheamus, if he won the Royal Rumble tonight, he also would have made history of winning a match like this to the day a decade apart his 2012 royal rumble win was on january 29th of 2012 and today is january 29th 2022 mm -hmm. so if he won this match that would have been really cool but i didn't even know that he won this match in st louis and they were also in st louis I'll be honest with you, I kind of wish he won it based on those circumstances. That would have been <laughs> – right. I think that would have been really cool, and I think it would have been something – I just don't know if that we can recreate something like that. Right. The only other person who was actually in this match who could have done something like this – actually, no, there were two people who could have done this who were in this match, ironically. Rey Mysterio. Could have done the same thing because he won it on January 29th in 2006. And Randy Orton could have done this as well because he won it on the 29th in 2017. But Sheamus is a little cooler because it was literally It was in the same years. city. And also it was 10 years apart, almost to the T. So that would have been really neat. So Cora Jade, obviously an NXT girl. But if she entered this Royal Rumble... She would have been the youngest female to enter it at just 20 years old, but she would not have been the youngest participant in the Royal Rumble ever. That goes to Renee Dupree, who in 2004 entered the Royal Rumble at 19. Jesus. So uh, Renee Dupree like was signed in like 18 years old. He was really right. young. I don't think people realize how young that guy was because he looks like he was in 30s so Dolph Ziggler they didn't mention it during the show but I think it's something to bring up again Dolph Ziggler has appeared in 15 consecutive 
Royal Rumbles. He has never missed a year since his debut as Dolph Ziggler in 2009. Nice. So I think that's really a testament to how not only good Dolph Ziggler is, but his um, his dedication to this business. And I think it's really cool. And I think it would have been really neat to at least have him in some sort of Final Four, but you know he's really doing nothing at this point. Edge is the only and first Hall of Famer to win the Royal Rumble as a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. And obviously that was in 2012 when he won it the second time. Or 2021. I said 2021. No, you said 2012. Did I say 2012? Yeah, I said did. 2021. No, you said 2012. Maybe. I'm not sure. Anyway, it was 2021. <laughs> Mr. Vince McMahon, in 1999, he won the Royal Rumble. But... He spent the least amount of time in this match. He entered at number two, and he won the match by eliminating Stone Cold Steve Austin. He was in the match physically in the ring for less than 15 minutes. Out of a 45 to 50-minute match, he was there. He went underneath the ring. He kind of moseyed around. He hopped on commentary for a while up until the very end when the Stooges were trying to help McMahon and McMahon threw Stone Cold over the top because that's what happened. Obviously, it was a really bad choice because, you know, it was Vince McMahon. Much different Vince McMahon than now. That would have been insane if he won it now. You can barely figure out what he can do, you know, for breakfast. He'll just change the script all of a sudden. Right. So, Randy Orton. A two-time winner made history by spending the most time in the match without eliminating anybody. Hmm. This was the 2019 Rumble when he was with the Wyatt family and he was protecting Bray Wyatt. He spent uh, just under 21 minutes before eliminating anybody Hmm. in the match. So that was kind of cool. And obviously he went and had that really bad match with Bray. So let's talk about, uh, oh, God, did I change the, oh, whoops, huh. totally wrong picture. There we go. So uh, there, have, there has only been one champion that has gone into the Royal Rumble match and won it. Hmm. And obviously, this was the 1990 Royal Rumble. The WWF champion was on the line, and Hulk Hogan was the world champion. And he won it. Now, what about the uh, what about the uh, Rumble where the Universal or the WWE World Roman Reigns did not win it. Oh, okay. So the winner the winner was a champion going into it. Right. Okay. The the person who went who won those champions was not the champion going into it. Right. So and there has been no and there has been no champion United States Intercontinental Tag Team. None of them have won a Royal Rumble match. As a champion, only Hulk Hogan has. Interesting. Yeah, so I thought that was kind of a neat one. So, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, the first Royal Rumble winner in 1988. He did not enter another Royal Rumble until 2009. Jesus. It was the longest spell of a Royal Rumble participant ever. 21 years from his last appearance. Roddy Roddy Piper and Jimmy Snuka... Tied for second with 16 years. They appeared in the 1992 Rumble, and they returned in the 2008. Interesting. 
And finally, there have been a plethora of people who have eliminated themselves mm -hmm. from the Royal Rumble. And obviously, the most famous one was this guy right here, uh, which, if I can move my head the correct way, it's a Milmoscaris. Because mm -hmm. heaven forbid anybody hurts or pins or throws Milmoscaris over the top rope. Right. Um, I would. I mean, I might do a uh, career retrospective on Mil Mascaras because we have stories about this asshole for decades. <laughs> so, there have been 12 people who have eliminated themselves from the Royal Rumble, either accidentally or intentionally, for one reason or another. These people are Andre the Giant, Randy Savage, Farouk, Anman Johnson, Mil Mascaras, Kane, Drew Carey, Mick Foley, MVP, Matt Hardy, and Santina Morella from the Women's Royal Rumble. Huh, interesting. When, when, you know, she was in the Rumble. Right. So those are just a couple of different facts that I thought were the most interesting. There were a bunch of them. There was a lot of information about the Royal Rumble. Because, you know, keep in mind of how old this... Right. You know, how old this match is from 1988. They've never missed a year, and then there have been years for the last, what, five that have had two. Right, at so, least two. You're right. At the very least two with the Women's Royal Rumble being coming into play. So uh, this is really cool to think. And I'm sitting here, I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh, man, we might need to do career retrospectives. I might talk about Mil Mascaris because I love stories about Mil Mascaris. <laughs> so when we return, we're not only going to make the Royal Rumble or an and WWE Majestic, but we're going to make Pro Wrestling Majestic again. All right, Pina Gallery, let's make this Majestic again. Now, with the Women's Royal Rumble match, the really the only thing I probably would have done a little bit differently was the um, was changing the men's and the women's, mm -hmm. um, flipping them around. And then, because, and then flipping around Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. Yes, because it felt like that was kind of weird. Mm -hmm. So there were a couple of flips, but the problem is now is that we had a couple of different weird stare downs where you and I have a bit of a disagreement. Yours is based on the fact that these are the current plans for Mania according to rumors. But for me, this is the one I feel like is the well, most I, logical I feel like, choice. I feel like I feel like I feel like um Rousey and Bane or Becky would have been is, is the obvious choice. That's the match that all of us have been clamoring for. I don't think anyone's looking forward to Charlotte versus Ronda Rousey, but that's just what's going to happen at Mania. This is if it, if that is the case, that is frustrating because number one, it doesn't make sense on the general storyline on anything. No, it doesn't because. Ronda Rousey was pinned by Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. And Becky Lynch has had a championship from then to now. Right, without she's, losing it. She's never lost a – she has always had a champion in some way, shape, or form between those two points in time. Right. Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch, number one, we've never – we did not get that one-on-one -on -one because of Nia Jax. Right. And the triple threat match in Mania because Charlotte has to be Charlotte, right? right. I mean, I'm not dissing Charlotte. She's awesome, but, you know, they got to have Charlotte Flair in right, there somewhere. So that is the most logical main event WrestleMania. And they've been booking this forever – 
Charlotte Flair versus Lita for the SmackDown Women's. Right. That is the that that's the clear direction that people want to see. They, Lita's hit the twist of fate on Charlotte twice now without a comeuppance right. from Charlotte at all. And maybe the plans will change, but as of right now, Charlotte. I mean, uh, we've all we've, is, we've already had that match. Right. It doesn't make sense. Right. It just doesn't make sense for that match to be the big one. It's like, right. do you not do you not think Charlotte Flair and Lita's gonna be an awesome match? Lita did great tonight. Yeah. And I think her and Charlotte have a really good fire against each other and they have a rivalry that makes sense. People wanna see right. that. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously the dream match still has not happened where Ronda Rousey has to face Becky Lynch. Right. It was it's obvious. Um I wouldn't have not have done anything else about this match mickey james coming out the way she did and them respecting her wishes on doing that was so awesome Mm -hmm. um maybe some of the uh maybe some of the surprise entrants were a little tacky and some of them were not good i just think there were um there were injuries and stuff preventing a few that I would have liked to have who, seen. So, so who was injured that you possibly could have thought? Oh, other than Bailey and Bailey and Oscar are I the mean, obvious. Bailey, ones. Bailey and Oscar are set to come back next month. So, you know, I was I was hoping that maybe they would been you know able to come back in in such a way, but. You know, that's just one of those things. Also, remember Lacey Evans is still signed with the company. And right. She's training right now to come back into the ring again. I know. I know she had, she had. She had. She had kind of a rough pregnancy it's, it's, too. It's just circumstantial, whatever. You know. It it's, probably. It would have been. It would have made it a little more impactful if it was that way. Right. Um. Was there anybody that really stood out to you as like somebody that could be a big thing later? Um, from the Rumble, like anybody who really stood out to you, other than maybe the like the obvious people. Not really. The only person that I would say was kind of a star in this one. Well, number one, Natalia did great, um, and also Ray Ripley kind of shined a little bit for me too. Yeah, nothing's gonna happen with those. I know, and it's unfortunate, but they just kind of lost their luster. Right. Um, I think Melina coming back, I kind of wish there was maybe a little more on what's happening there. Because right. she signed with, you know, the NWA. I, f- I feel like maybe her saying something as it relates to the like, uh, current NWA wrestler, Lita, is coming back for it. It's like, that would have been really cool. Right. They obviously had to do the entrance different for uh, Melina because it's not like there's a definitive entrance song for NWA people. Right. So... Um, I just love this match. I think by far it was the best women's Royal Rumble, mm. and I did like the winner. People are going to bitch about it, though. Um, this was a great, weird placement for it. There has to be, there has to be a curtain jerker match. Oh, there it is. Like, there clearly has to. Um, I just feel like this one, based on the rivalry, just eh, didn't make sense to me. Right. Um, Maybe the Becky Lynch Dewdrop match would have been really good here. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I would have done nothing different. I really, really wish they could have done something with Mox, though. Um, well, see, that's the only thing is that I wish that Mox would have shown up. It's, it's hard to bring up the Shield without all members of the Shield. It is. And Seth Rollins coming I, I out. Feel like, I feel like Mox 
should have been involved in some way. Right. I think that would have been really cool. I'm pretty sure you would have been okay with it. Well, yeah. Um, But at the same time, it's like, I just don't know what the relationship is with um, AEW right, right now. So it's just, it's just really hard for me to get fully invested into a storyline relating to the S.H.I.E.L.D. without all members of the S.H.I.E.L.D. Right. It's just... It's weird, like all the packages you clearly see him. They're trying to edit him out. It looks, it, it just looks awkward. Yeah. Um. But the structure of the match itself was really good, and I did like how they kept both guys really strong, even at the end. And kind of weird. Would have maybe done something a little bit different, but it is what it is. Um. The emotion was perfect, though. Like it was definitely an emotional yeah. match. I enjoyed it. Men's Royal Rumble should have been match number two. Yep. Um, the I was very disappointed with these quote surprise entrance. Yeah, I was too. You know, I understand that maybe one or two of them was was warranted, but you got people on NXT who need to be called up to the main roster. There, there, right? You have NXT. You have a bunch of great people there. What about like Braun Breaker? Or no, something? no, 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 not Braun. Tommaso no. Ciampa. I'm talking about like your Tommaso Champas, your Dunn. Pete Dunns, who have had matches on the main roster. Pete Dunn was, I think Pete Dunn was in a Royal Rumble. Remember, well, see, they don't consider NXT a third brand anymore. I know, and that's um, so but, sad. Uh, but like I said, like I said, I know that there are some people who are on the NXT roster who have been doing matches on the main show. Right. What or, a great way to introduce them to the main roster. Right, put them in something like this, but they just don't want people to start screaming NXT. NXT is like, you're not going to win this. Mm -hmm. I mean, these people are going to be coming from NXT. They know them, especially with a person like Tommaso Ciampa who bleeds black and fucking gold. Right. And if you don't have that, then why are you bringing back, you know, bless, bless Shane McMahon's heart, but for God's sake. I don't need. To, I don't want to see Shane McMahon. Right. No. Unless unless there's a storyline with him going into Mania, but I I don't know what that is. Right. At the very least, with Johnny Knoxville, there was a storyline going into it, and they built something with it. Right. And it had a satisfying conclusion. It was obvious that he's a huge wrestling fan because he was taking moves. Like, he was getting hit with styles and getting frog splashes. The guy was invested. Right. And I like people who are at least invested into the match itself. Right. Um, and I think with Lesnar, I, I don't want to say Lesnar was a bad choice, but there was such— Oh, so there was, there was a There was another way. They are booking themselves into a corner. I know. And that's a problem because they, ju they just want to do Reigns and Lesnar for— God knows what reason. Well, you know, and I was hoping that it would. I'm, I'm hoping that Lesnar decides to go for both titles on two separate nights, have him win both champions. But I'm, I'm all about that title unification. I don't think it's going to happen because of the relationships that WWE has with two separate, you know, with two separate networks, with Fox and with USA, right, with uh, NBC, but. You know, it's just, I, I don't know. Yeah, it, it was just, it was a very weird match. Uh, weaker than it should have been yeah. Rumble. It was it was a weak Rumble. If, if it wasn't the main event, I probably would have forgiven a lot more mm. on it than I did. Um, I would have not have booked this anything different. Um, I thought Dewdrop looked very strong. Mm -hmm. She was very confident in the match. Becky Lynch 
played that, oh my God, I don't know how to beat this woman perfectly. Mm -hmm. um, but the problem is, is that this is a double heel title match. No one cares. Right. And also, it was in a, such a bad place, especially after such a great rumble. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, if you want this to be, I don't think they wanted this to be a big match, but at the same time, I mean, Jesus Christ, they worked hard. Give them at least some sort of okay-ish placement. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what's hard about this for me is that the matches weren't bad. It's just the placement was off, so you just didn't get that. You just didn't get that full experience. Uh, once again, it shouldn't have been at the Royal Rumble. This should have been WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Money in the Bank, or even Survivor Series. Oh no no no! This 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 should have been next month at the chamber. It should have been somewhere else, not the Rumble. No, because it's overshadowed by the Rumble. This it could is, it could it could have literally match. it could have literally been at any other pay per view, and nobody would have been mad. Right. When you go into a gimmick match like the Royal Rumble, for being as long as it's been around for, that's the marquee. This match should have been a marquee. I mean, it was pretty forgettable considering everything else that was going on. Yeah, exactly. There were so many other good things. It was just, I hate saying it, it was just kind of a match. Yeah. And then, and, then, and, then, and then the ending yeah. where you had Reigns doing, I understand Reigns doing that. You had to get the WWE. Why did you have to take the title off of Brock? I know. Why? What was the point of Brock having the belt in the fucking first place? I don't know. Lashley was supposed it wasn't Lashley supposed to win the Fatal Four Way at day one, or was it Big E supposed to retain it? I think Big E was supposed to retain. There was no point of Lesnar winning this now. If he has a contractual obligation to win the title at some point in time, I don't mind that. I don't. But the problem is, is that it was the wrong place at the wrong time because now Lesnar has this totally Weird random title reign yep. that lasted less than a month. Yeah. It's not even the end of the month yet. Right. And I feel like the WWE champion, no matter who it is, shouldn't be hot shotted like that. Let Big E lose it to Lashley at this. I feel like that would have been much more impactful. Anyways. And then Lesnar winning the Royal Rumble wouldn't have been such a big problem right. for me. Ugh, WWE just makes this shit so. I mean, number one, it's good for us, but number two, they just make it so complicated. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> um, it was just it was the placement of the match. It was it was weird. I I knew this match was was not going to be stellar going into it. It was it was not supposed to be a stellar match. I think this is the perfect kind of match for the Royal Rumble. It's there. Right. You're going to at least get a good match or an okay match. I like the match personally, but it's not, it was not the main focus. Right. And it never was, and nobody thought so. But when you have dream matches and matches with a lot of emotion, you get this. This is just a nice cookie cutter, let's keep family. It's just going to be a mixed tag sort of rivalry that's different. It's your, it's your, uh, it's your one that appeals to the women because right. women love this kind of match. Right. Blah, blah, this, blah. this is your appealing to that. This is your nice little cool down match where you're gonna get a fun little match, but it's not gonna overshadow anything. Right. But they put it at the, they they put it in such a weird spot right before the main event after you know the dream match, 
It was just all the way around, such a weird thing. And to be honest with you, that was the end of the pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, so next week, I have no idea what we're going to be doing because the next two weeks, we don't have any shows. Well, we got a couple debates that we want to do, so... I think I only have one that I have written down. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk we'll, about we'll it. We'll talk about it to be determined. Right. So if you enjoyed this, remember to like, subscribe, follow wherever you're listening to this on. Become a patron. Links for all of that is down below in the description. And as always, be majestic.